Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, I talk about four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, health freedom. In that light, I'm always interviewing thought leaders, entrepreneurs, people on the cutting edge, sharing their insights and wisdom to the audience. So today, we have Nancy Abramson, and she's going to talk to us all about knowing your numbers, growing your business, and um, knowing the difference between being an operator and a business owner. So just a little bit of um, uh, background. She, Her mantra is to promise to share out episode as many eyes and ears and to leave those inspired to have deeper profits and more spare time to live life and love life. So with that, I welcome Nancy to the show. Welcome. Thank you. It is such a pleasure to be here. Yes, I know we had uh, met through Podmatch. And um, what's interesting is you have a very interesting story from corporate accounting, working crazy hours to doing what you do now. So tell us that story and, and your company now. It's my pleasure. So when your focus is to help with the four different types of freedom, my focus is on two of those four. So I help people have time and money freedom because I, so I, I got into accounting. It came really easy to me. I it just fell into it and I am from New York. So anybody that's from a, a, from New York or the major metropolitan city, you could imagine there's this like energy and the hardworking and, and I just did what, was expected of me. I didn't know it could be any different. And I was expected to work crazy hours and I did. And for more years than I want to admit, because then you're going to know exactly how old I am. But for decades, I was working until like 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night. I was very successful. I was in, I started off in public accounting, corporate accounting. I became a CFO of a company, but I was in that hamster wheel of corporate working 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night, every night, hitting snooze because I was exhausted. And I wasn't upset about it. I wasn't depressed about it, but I was definitely numb, just going through the motions. And I was really on that hamster wheel. And then I, and I didn't know it could be any different. And then I was the CFO of a company. We helped it get sold for millions of dollars. And it was a London publicly held firm. So if anybody's been through that exercise, you know that that was a lot of work. And I was burnt out. 
And then I start, ended up falling into a new business that I started. And it was at the same time that my brother and sister-in-law had their first baby. And my sister-in-law would come into the city to go to the chiropractor and I would work in the morning. I would just stop everything, run over to meet her, take my niece in the stroller, walk around for an hour. We would do lunch and then she'd go back home and I'd go back to work. And I didn't know life could get that good. I didn't know that it, life could be fun. Like I was making money doing something I loved and with freedom with my time for the important things. And I wasn't paying attention to my numbers because I was burnt out of the accounting stuff. I was like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, don't make me look. And because I wasn't paying attention when the economy tanked, so did my business. Mm-hmm. And now, so I've taken all of that, that experience, all those experiences. And so now who I am is a success coach. And my mission is to help small business owners, whether they're solopreneurs being the only one, up to 10 employees, and I help them scale and grow their business while also having time freedom and enjoying their life now, not sometime later. Because I was living for the vacations, living for when I'd retire or when things would get easier. I was living for the then. But life is, this is it. Like there, this is not a dry run. Like enjoy it now. This is what we've got. That is what my focus is and my passion is and my joy watching people achieve their dreams and living their dreams. Yeah. It's quite interesting because I can, you know, feel your energy and your excitement and your passion, um, you know, you know, um, coaching clients, you know, when they're um, burnt out, you can feel their energies really low and, you know, kind of, but you can feel your excitement. So, um, you know, t- today's going to be all about um, time and money freedom. And what's interesting is that you have an interesting story and no, no, uh, tomorrow is not guaranteed. So we have to live for today. Um, one thing is that you talk about when you talk about transitioning from time and money freedom, but, uh, most people, they intend to become business owners, but they become operators. Tell us about that. Uh, that oh, yes, absolutely. So people s- start businesses for a variety of different reasons. And whatever your reason is, I could do it better. I want my own freedom. I don't want to listen to anybody else. Like whatever the reason is, people start businesses. But if you can't take time off, either because you're sick or vacation, or whatever the reason, if you can't take time off without all the revenue stopping, you're kidding yourself if you think you have a business. You just created a job for yourself. The idea of a business is so that the business as an entity can live on and grow and thrive without you. And people, like I have a client, she was in business five years thinking she had a business, but she had a, she created a job for herself. It was her and an assistant going out servicing the clients for all the jobs. And after working with me for a year, when a client gave her COVID and she couldn't work for two weeks, she actually had six employees and she had two teams of people that were going out servicing the clients independently while she was home recovering. And now she's up to 10 employees with three teams. So now she has a business. 
before, she just created a job for herself. Yeah. And there are lots of things to think about. So if you're starting out, like you I kind of discounted when I was starting my business, when people would talk about having your exit plan in mind. I love what I do. I don't want to plan on selling my business. I'm not looking to get out now, but there is value in like looking at how am I going to scale, whether it's you wanting to sell, but just planning for the team around you, planning for the employees, even when you're starting out. And what I recommend to my clients is writing out like, what are all the steps? Like, how do you do what you do? Because I start planning for how I'm going to be delegating it. Even before I have the staff, I'm writing out how I want it done. So I can then just, here you go. This is how I want it done. Like write it down. The more you have in your head, that's not transferable. That's not trainable. You can't get somebody inside your head. So put it all down like while you're creating it. And I'm already planning the job description for the people that I haven't hired yet. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I was reading this book called um, Who Not How. And, oh, I don't uh, know that one. And it's it's a really good book because, um, you know, like, for example, it's what you're talking about. It's like what you're trying to accomplish in your company or business. But instead of thinking how to do it, you think who can do it, um, which is really interesting. Um, the other funny thing is when you're talking about um, people wanting to go into business, they, a, lot, a lot of people say, I want to start my own business to have more time, <laughs> which is uh kind of ironic because you know a business is like a full-time thing so but uh yeah we'll get into um something um so we'll get into the meat of it so this concept of um operator versus owner and uh not getting yourself another job but actually growing a business so um you talk about the importance of knowing your numbers um and why it's so simple and very powerful when you have the right information to grow yes Oh my God, this is so important. So most small business owners go through like whatever the, the purpose of your business, whether it's a product that you're selling, a service that you're providing, the thing that you're passionate about doing, most people think that because they're so busy doing that, and if they're working really hard, they don't necessarily have to worry about the numbers because if they're working really hard at the end of the year, they're going to have made money. It's just going to be there. Or they look at the bank balance. This scares me too. They judge how well the business is doing by whether or not or how much money is in their bank account. That doesn't tell you how profitable or healthy your business is. And so, like some people are intimidated. They're like, oh, I can't understand my financial statements. I don't know what they're telling me. I'm just going to wait for my accountant to tell me. Or I'm so busy working over here that I'm just going to assume that everything's going to be fine. Or I'm afraid I make it so easy. I really, I, I can break it down. It's um, I do teach a class, Know Your Numbers and Grow Your Business, where I help people understand the story the financial statements are telling you. It's not so scary once you understand. And I just break it down and it has made such a difference. I have a couple of them coming up. 
I'm going to be doing them every month, January, February, and March. So when this airs, I will still have another one coming up for you, for your listeners. And I also have a free gift that uh, we can put in the chat uh, or in the notes afterwards. If you go to empoweredwithnancy.com slash free gift, so it should be nice and easy for you to find. It's the three crucial numbers you need to measure to grow your business and have more free time. So I break down like the top numbers. So once you understand, like gross profit is one of them. I teach you how to calculate it and what it means. And if you don't like the number, you have options. If you're looking at it as we go along, instead of waiting for the accountant to tell you, oh yeah, this is how you did last year. And oh yeah, it wasn't good. If you're not, if your gross profit is too low and you see it, you can do things. You can either raise your prices, you can cut your expenses or a combination of both. Maybe the service or the program or the product isn't very profitable now, but you can tweak it so it is profitable because you haven't closed out the year yet. You can cause a different outcome. Yeah, quite interesting. Um... What are some of the three biggest mistakes service-based business owners make when scaling a business? And what do you advise them to that they should do instead? So one is you are not alone and you don't have to do it all yourself. Boy, that was a tough one for me when I was starting my other business. I could do it myself. I don't want to spend the money for to for somebody else to do it. I'll figure it out. I'm, I can do it. And I did, and I have several examples of instances where I did do it, and I did figure it out on my own, but it would take me two days, what it would take an expert a couple of hours. So I did it, but I didn't value my time as much as I valued my money, which is opposite, because if you value your time, because you can always make more money, you can't make more time. So if you value your time more, then I would have said, you know what, let me just throw some money at it. I'll pay you the $300 or the $500. And in the same amount of time, I will be making $1,000 if I close some more sales over here. And people, most people don't think that way. No, I don't want to spend the money. I'll do it myself. And I'll probably do it half as well, or maybe almost as well, but it's going to take twice as long or more. So that is definitely one of them. And there are options. You know, it's you start looking like what you can have a part-time person until you can afford a full employee. You can grab somebody from Fiverr or an intern, or there are resources, or you can barter with somebody or find a partner that will help you in a project that you don't have to do it yourself. So many people will start off and like, oh, I'm bootstrapping it. I got to do it myself. I got to keep my costs down. I shouldn't spend the money. It's okay. The smart people get help. And another thing that is a, a great uh, and kind of related is finding a mentor, finding somebody that has already done it. Even if you don't know the person and, and work with them personally, but see who's already done done what you're looking to do 
and learn from them, find out, like follow them. What are the mistakes? Like they've already proven the concept. So now you can start, instead of starting from ground zero, you start from here and see, all right, now what can I do differently? What can I do better? What mistakes did they make so I don't have to make the mistakes myself? Yeah, very, uh, very, uh, it's like, um, what's interesting is, you know, uh, time versus money. And, um, you know, it can actually leverage uh, money to create more time. And then you scale that time to bigger and better things. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, a lot of counterintuitive things. It's like, um, it's like uh, how you value what you were talking about, value time versus money. So, um, so, you know, you talk about, so, you know, this idea from operator to business owner, and this idea of um, knowing your numbers, which um, I'll direct all the audience to listening to Nancy's, check out her um, website as well as her free resources, which will be in the links and show notes. But um, I want to talk about, um, you know, ultimately we're doing this to have a better life, you know, family relationships, and this whole experience of life. So one thing you talk about is costly consequences of the trap of comparison. And uh, how does and how is that so detrimental to living a, a good life? Oh my God, that's key to having a good life. So many people compare themselves to others that have bigger, better, different, and feeling less than or not as good as. Instead of comparing to others and feeling inspired about what's possible and getting there faster. So kind of like what I was touching on before, one of the things, so here's a secret, social media is not real. That's not true. People lie on social media. People say what they want people to believe, but so many people, so this is where that my talk on this the and my class on the trap of comparison has started from. A friend of mine, I called her we were having a great conversation and then she shared that she wanted to speak to a mutual friend of ours but wouldn't call her because she saw how her business was rocking it on and she wasn't feeling as good about the state of her business and so she wasn't going to call the friend that she wanted to speak to because she was comparing to her and if you knew the friend you would know that that was like crazy because this friend would have wrapped her in love and supported her and inspired her. And she's judging based on what she's seeing in Facebook posts. So don't compare yourself to others and judge yourself and make yourself feel bad. You can compare to, oh, look at what somebody else did. That's possible. Okay, what can I learn from them so that I it doesn't take me quite as long to get there? Like get excited about it, not uh, because you never know what's going on behind closed doors. I can give you so many examples of friends that I thought had the best relationship and the perfect husband. And oh my God, like I'm so jealous. Look at that, their, their relationship. And then they get divorced and I find out that she's been, they've been miserable for years. Like you don't know. So you judge based on what you want to achieve in your life, set the goals for what you want 
And then how can you learn from others so that you get what you want? Like, don't overextend yourself and buy a house that you can't afford, that's putting it in debt just to compare yourself to the Joneses and get a car that you can't afford. And now you're miserable because you can't eat because you're trying to keep up appearances. That's not that's not how you live a happy, fulfilled life. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, I love this. You know this idea of comparison it's all perpetuated by you know mainstream and you know have to look and behave and you know like i said it's it's all this um fueled by this consumerism and you know greed especially in western society um, the one thing is so we're talking about um you know joy what are the top three ways to find more time in your day and experience it with family uh, for example or loved ones or uh, experiences Absolutely. So like I said before, you can always make more money. You can't make more time. So I like jigsaw puzzles. Do you ever do jigsaw puzzle? So I open up a new puzzle and I always start with the border and I put the border together and then there's this box full of pieces and you're like, how is that all going to fit? And then you have to try to and then fit it all in. Picture your calendar is the same thing. That is your container. I have tried to figure out how I could get more than 24 hours in a day, but as of yet, I haven't figured that out. So for now, we are all stuck with a limit of 24 hours. But now you get to decide how you're filling those 24 hours. So my first tip is you schedule your day and schedule everything. Whatever's important, you want to schedule it. So if you want to schedule time for sleep, your date nights, family time. If working out is important, schedule it. If meditation is important, schedule it. Like put them in as if they were appointments with somebody else. Schedule them realistic. So if you're commuting to an appointment, make sure you put that commuting time in. If you need time to prepare for a meeting or maybe write notes up afterwards, schedule that. Because when you don't include that time, everything starts to slip and slide. So then you're like calling the next person. I'm like, sorry, I'm 15 minutes late. Oops, I hit traffic. Sorry, I'm half an hour late. And then everything slips and slides. You come home late, you've missed family dinner, or you come in just in time, and then you go back into the office to finish whatever work you didn't get done. Schedule it all if you, and schedule it realistically. That's number one. If you tend to have the, the, the fires, like I worked with somebody, I have a client, she, so one, she couldn't fit it all into her calendar. She's like, I don't need to put in a calendar. I have it all in an Excel spreadsheet. I got it all in. I don't need to put in a calendar. I said, yes, you do, because you're not sleeping. And I hear how you're up, you know, working through the night and you're exhausted and overwhelmed. Put it in. So it took her a while. And then she came back to me and she's like, it doesn't all fit. I'm like, I know, I could see how you're running your days. I could see why it doesn't fit. So now what are you going to do about it? How do you make it fit? Like, what can you delegate? What can you change deadlines for? What can you say no to? Like, you, it all has to fit. And so she did that. And the overwhelm is gone. The other thing is, if Sometimes the fires do come up. Sometimes emergencies come up and there are things that you have to handle. 
if you are going to give up one of those appointments or have to move something that you've set for yourself, your gym time, your meditation time, your self-care time, your family time, don't just erase it and, and forget about it. Reschedule it. If I had to reschedule my meeting with you, I would reschedule it. Like something came up. Oh, I'm so sorry. Can we do this tomorrow instead of today? Can we do this at another time? Honor yourself just as much. And she does, she's got a lot of real estate and rental properties. So sometimes she often has these unexpected things. So my other, another tip for you, if you are one of those people that have constant or often have these fires that disrupt your day, because after she figured it all out and got it all in, she's like, yeah, but then these things happen and I have to take care of it and it disrupts the whole thing. So what I suggested that she do is schedule the, the fire time in your calendar mm-hmm. for the just in case so that when something comes up, you might have to shift the timing of it, but at least you've accounted for it. If nothing comes up on a certain day, then you have extra time that you can do something fun or something that you kind of have been procrastinating on. You have yeah. extra time. Yeah. Fascinating discussion. And, um, you know, I love your fire and your enthusiasm. And like I said, uh, all of your resources will be in the links and show notes for the audience. And um, how can people um, follow you? Uh, I see you're on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And how can they uh, contact you? Absolutely. So, yes, Empowered with Nancy is the website, the Facebook, and Instagram. For LinkedIn, it's my name, Nancy Abramson. The free gift is uh, empoweredwithnancy.com slash free gift. And I have a fabulous new program that if you want to come to my website and check out more, it's Money Dates. So we get together twice a month and it's a group get it done bookkeeping program where we create a really fun environment and I help you get, you have dates with your money because what you appreciate, appreciate. Yeah. And uh, for um, thanks so much for a fantastic interview. Um, be sure to follow Nancy on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Um, I'll be doing that as well. And um, thanks so much. And thanks for coming onto the show. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful, inspirational, motivational piece. Again, if you, wherever you are listening, if you liked it, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. And without much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next time.